everybody welcome to the amazing rewatch this is jessica and sadie and we are officially in the second half of the season this is season three episode seven our first place team leaving first on this morning <laughs> is terry and ian they're leaving at 3 25 a.m and as we remember from last episode they use their fast forward Mm-hmm. So that put them pretty far ahead and right up at the front. And the route info says, make your way to Munich, Germany, to the tower named Friedsiegel, and find the <laughs> puppet named Kasperle or something. Kasperle, I think. Kasperle. So right now they're in Morocco. They need to make their way to Munich, Germany. I wrote, locate a children's puppet, because yeah. I was not about to like try to figure out how to spell those things. So good job. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have Flo and Zach that leave at 519. So they're about two hours behind Terry and Ian Mm -hmm. with that fast forward from the last episode. And they only have $1 for this lake of the race. (laughs) They all find that pretty comical. Yeah. And they are in Fez right now. They have to make their way to an airport. And Fez does have an international airport, but it seems like it doesn't. It's not that big. Because the team's leaving right after Flo and Zach, they're all kind of together, is Ken and Gerard at 5.20, Derek and Drew at 5.27, and John Vito and Jill at 5.32. And they're all making their way to the airport. Terry and Ian are already at the airport before everybody is everybody else is leaving. And the flight that they want leaves at 6.05 a.m. And the other teams show up to the airport at like 5.45 and it kind of makes it seem like they might get on that flight, but there's no way. There's no way that's happening. Yeah, it does. The editing kind of does make it seem like that, that, like they have a chance. Yeah. But they don't. So Terry and Ian are, are the only ones on that first flight, which puts them ahead again. The other teams are trying to decide what's the best city to fly through, Paris or mm-hmm. Frankfurt or things like that, because I think Terry and Ian flew through Frankfurt. But... They can't even do that. That All the flights are booked. Yeah. So. Seems like Paris is kind of what they all settle on, but everything's overbooked. Yeah. So they told them they have a better chance of getting there if they go to Casablanca mm-hmm. and then leaving from there. And then they fly to Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Which isn't very far. No. With the little graphic that had like the plane, it was like... Yes. So yeah, it was probably like a 30-minute flight. And then we have Andre and Damon... That are leaving the pit stop at 7.04, which is very discouraging for them because if we remember last leg, they were right in the pack of everybody mm-hmm. getting to the pit stop at the same time. I mean, like, everybody's leaving at, like, 5.19, 5.20. They were, like, right within that pack, but they had that taxi driver that took them into the middle of nowhere, and they got Detained. pretty much arrested. Yeah, <laughs> And so they're, like, almost two hours behind, which is so discouraging that is sad you <clears throat> wow you can just see it on their faces kind of this whole leg that they're just from kind the, of dejected is that the right word yeah and from the very beginning they are they are just kind of like sad yeah <laughs> and they they get to the airport and figure out the same thing that basically everything to europe is booked or overbooked so they take a train to casablanca because there's not even a flight to that mm-hmm. so and this is where they get in their first little fight. This is the first time we've seen them argue, I think, the whole season. And Because Damon wants to go ask somebody, just make sure. And Andre just wants to go get the train. And he's like, we don't have time for this. And Damon's like, well, we should just ask somebody. And mm-hmm. 
So then they kind of get in a fight. Yeah. They choose to actually take a taxi all the way to Casablanca. And yeah. it costs them like $100. So that was expensive. But they said they had the money for it. Yeah, they said they've been holding on to their money. I actually did the conversion. I always find it very interesting to like convert the U.S. dollars to Durham. And they, they even said it's a 1,000 Durham. They said, oh, that's about $100. And in 2023 time that would be 272 dollars so the wow the money exchange is very different yeah in 20 years <laughs> it's crazy when you think of that like how money changes like that mm-hmm. like how how does that work <laughs> i have no idea how does it work that money is twice as more twice as much or half as much it just is i don't understand that yeah. concept <laughs> <laughs> well when those other teams get to casablanca airport they figure out once they get there that there still are really not that many flights to yeah. Europe and all of them are like overbooked. Said, all the flights to Europe are overbooked and this gives um, Andre and Damon a chance to show up to the airport and th- they catch up to everybody else that's there and they're happy to see the other teams. But the other teams are not happy to see them. Yeah. Because they were <laughs> counting on them to be like the last, yeah. their buffer. Mm-hmm. I think this this is the part where one of the twins, I don't know who it is, yeah. is talking to Drew, I mean, to Flo, and is like, you're the best at playing nasty. Like, you play dirty. Yeah. And she's like, what? I don't think I've seen her necessarily play dirty. I, I think she's know. just the most outspoken and the most, like, hard yeah. to get along with. Well, the conversation came up because she said, like, well, because Drew and Derek and Ken and Gerard, the two brothers, are kind of, like, in a little alliance and then Zach and Flo and John Vito and Jill are kind of in a little alliance. And she said, like, it's just like us against you guys. And I don't like it. I don't like being nasty. And the twin, whoever it was, was like, well, you're the best at being nasty. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you're very good at it. Not, he said, it's your nature to be nasty. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, like, well, not, that's cutting deep. Yeah, that's not very nice. <laughs> She didn't like it either. No, she didn't. But then right after she says that, she is talking to a ticket agent in Italian, I think. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Was it Portuguese or? I don't know. She's really good at it, whatever. I think it was Italian. But she's talking to a ticket agent and Andre and Damon are literally right behind her. Mm -hmm. And she's telling them to get her her and Zach a ticket or like stand by but not give them one yeah and john vito and jill too she's yeah. like just give us tickets but don't give them one and she's supposedly in an alliance with them and they're all standing right next to her and her and that guy are like laughing and she's like it's very important i'll be indebted to you forever don't give anybody else a ticket you know and she just said that she isn't nasty yeah <laughs> that's what i wrote down example a mm-hmm. of being nasty <laughs> yeah yeah because I, oh sorry what oh i was just gonna say because the problem right now is everybody is getting on like wait lists Mm -hmm. because everything is overbooked yeah so nobody even knows if they're going to get anywhere they're just on wait lists and luckily the twins and then ken and gerard and john vito and jill all get onto the 1145 flight on air france through paris and so zach and flo and andre and damon are still just at the airport and flo says that the next one doesn't the next flight doesn't leave until three mm-hmm. so that's like three hours later it's a left left lufthansa lufthansa flight mm-hmm. and they do get on that one but andre and damon do not yeah but they get on a 315 yeah so they so not leave. too far behind 
right after. Where was Zach and Flo's connection? Lufthansa is a German airline, so I have... But Andre and Damon's it connect layover was in Paris to get to Munich. But Zach and Flo's, I think, was in Frankfurt. Yeah. Because, yeah, their 315 is a Paris layover. And so, yeah. Is it... <laughs> going back to the to Flo talking to that guy in Italian or whatever, like, and she asked him, don't give him... Don't give them tickets. Is it illegal if somebody wants to buy a ticket and they say, no, you can't buy this ticket? Because obviously he wouldn't say, this this girl told me you couldn't buy this ticket. But like if he... I don't know. And also it was just like, like just um, wait list. Yeah. And, but it's not like an American airport. So the laws in America might not apply. Yeah. I don't know what... Like what does Flo think... Because I asked him to. He's not going to sell these tickets to yeah. these people. This but multinational company is going to listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> anyway, Terry and Ian are arriving in Munich um, at 5.30 p.m. And they find that puppet and get the clue, which tells them to go to Innsbruck, Austria. <laughs> yeah, they literally get to Munich and it says, go to Austria. Yeah. It says, make your way to, the, make your way to Innsbruck, Austria by train. To the Pillar of St. Anna near the Olympic Village. Well, before we leave Munich, let me just tell you a little bit about it. I didn't get a ton of information because we're literally there for like one second. Yeah. It's really close to Innsbruck. So yeah, it's, it's not 60 like, miles away. Yeah. It's not like the same conversation we had last episode. These countries are so close together. Yeah. So it's like telling them to go from like Salt Lake to Provo. <laughs> <laughs> Which not very many people would know that reference, but it's not very far away. Anyways, Munich is the capital and most populous city of Bavaria, which is like a state or a province, I guess, in Germany. It has a population of almost 1.6 million, but the metropolitan region has 6 million people. It's the third largest city in Germany after Berlin and Hamburg, and it's the 11th largest city in the European Union. After the Nazis' rise to power, Munich was declared their capital of the movement, and the city was heavily bombed during World War II, but it has restored most of its old town. It hosted the 1972 Summer Olympics. In 2021, almost 30% of Munich's residents were foreigners, and another 18% were German citizens with a migration background from a foreign country. So they have a lot of... Immigrants. Immigrants. That's the word. It has one of the strongest economies in any of any German city with the lowest unemployment rate of all the cities in Germany. And Munich is where is like the largest Oktoberfest, which is actually held in September, not in October. <laughs> and Play-Doh was invented in Munich. Huh. My kids love Play-Doh. It's like their favorite thing. Yeah. So we're not there for very long. All we see is that one statue. And then they have to get, they have to make their way to Austria by train, specifically, it says, by yeah. train. So Munich is a Olympic host city, too. And so is Innsbruck. Because mm-hmm. that's where we're headed, is the, that city, or that pillar of St. Anna near the Olympic Village. Yeah. I guess we'll just talk about that right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of information about Innsbruck. I mean, obviously, I could find a lot, but it's just not like a major tourist destination or like a major austrian city it's the fifth largest city in austria Mm -hmm. it's located on the river inn 
So Innsbruck literally means bridge over Inn. Hmm. Innsbruck is internationally known for a winter sports center. A lot of people like live and train there for winter sports. It hosted the 1964 and 1976 Winter Olympics. And it also held the 1984 and 1988 Winter Paralympics. And it hosted the first Winter Youth Olympics in 2012. I didn't know there was a Youth Olympics. I didn't either. It was the first one in 2012. Well, I feel like the actual Olympic athletes are getting younger and younger. I know. They're like like, 16. It's already like Youth Olympics. (laughs) Nobody over 30 is in these Olympics. (laughs) Especially like the Summer Olympics and gymnastics. Yeah. And and figure skating. Figure skating and snowboarding. Mm -hmm. They're all so young. They're all winning gold medals and Mm -hmm. what am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Make it a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Now we're back to the airport in Munich. The brotherhood, so the twins and the two brothers, they're still kind of sticking together and have like a really strong alliance right now. Just the reason I'm like bringing this up is because John Vito and Jill, the twins and the brothers landed at the same time and it seemed like the brothers were at the very back of the plane Mm -hmm. and the twins like waited for them. Yeah. And they were like, they'll be here in a minute. Let's wait. And John Vito and Jill were just like out of there. Yeah. So they're like holding back. Yeah. Waiting for each other. Making an effort to keep their alliance for now. Yeah. And then we get to Andre and Damon back in Paris and they land and they only have one hour to connect to their flight to Munich. And this one is maybe like a standby as well. Because they didn't have actual tickets. Yeah. Because they have to take like a bus from one terminal to another, still see if there's tickets, do all that stuff. And they're worried that they're not going to make it. And then there's this bus taking them to that terminal. And there's literally only three people on there, Andre, Damon, and this lady. Mm-hmm. And she asks them where they're going. And they said Munich. And she says she works for Lufthansa and that she'll help them, like, hold the flight or, yeah. like, get them on get the flight. Get them on the flight. And they think they're so lucky. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Yeah. If it would have worked out, that would have been yeah very um, serendipitous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was not able to help them. Mm-mm. They get to that like the ticketing counter, and she goes in the back to talk to somebody, and they're just like, "No, it's 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 full past, and it's yeah. closed, and you can't make it." So it's nighttime, and the the ticketing counters don't open until the next morning. Yeah, so they have to wait there all night. Yeah, which is. Not going to be good for them. No. Because the brothers and John Vito and Jill are in Munich already. And they find the puppet. Mm-hmm. What does this puppet remind me of? I I just am feeling like there's something that I have seen physically that's like this. Do we? Mm. <laughs> I think it reminds me of like, I mean, this is a very random reference, but it reminds me of the little puppet show that they're it's like on the santa claus when he goes to the north pole <laughs> okay oh you know what i'm thinking of i think is the puppets on mr rogers oh mr rogers is that right mr rogers yeah wow i just like second guess myself there for a second <laughs> yeah like the the prince and the king mm-hmm. and yeah. miss elaine i think i'm a little too young for mr rogers because I, I know what you're talking about, but I never really watched it. Okay. That makes me feel better. Like, I, you know when you, like, are trying to think of something and it's just bugging you and you can't figure it out? And then when you finally figure it out, it's like, okay, 
Yeah. My brain can relax. <laughs> I feel like that now. <laughs> I've been thinking about that since I watched the episode two days ago. Okay. We're good. Okay. So they find the puppet. <laughs> yeah. And Flo and Zach get off their plane at the same time that Terry and Ian, Ian, <laughs> Terry and Ian are getting to Innsbruck. Yeah. So Flo and Zach know that they're pretty far behind. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily know that Andre and Damon are behind them. Yeah. And Flo is like, of course, already yelling at Zach. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is serious. This is not a joke anymore. <laughs> As they're running <laughs> like, off the plane. It, has it ever been a joke? <laughs> has he ever treated it like a joke? I swear he's never even said a word or laughed one second on this trip. <laughs> it does not seem like he's even having a good time. No. Um, so I just think that's very, every, she has so many little talking points. Like at the beginning when they were leaving, she says, sometimes I'm tough on him because he's just too laid back and he doesn't push himself. I, their dynamic, the, the fact that they're just friends. I know. And they're not married. They're not dating. They're not brother and sister. And the way that she talks to him, like. I know. He's going to stick with her unconditionally. I'm like, he's not tied to you in any way. Why are you being like this? It seems like when they were first introducing their team and their relationship, like, she is a really pretty girl. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he probably wanted to, like, date her. (laughs) And he decided to go on this with her because he wanted to date her. Yeah. And this was, like, a good chance to get to know each other. Now he's probably like, oh, my gosh, when is this over? (laughs) This was a mistake. (laughs) Because he literally, like, acts like, like, he literally doesn't even talk or do anything. Yeah. He just, like, follows her around while she yells at him. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Mm. Well, Terry and Ian are in Austria, and they get to the route info, and it says it's a detour. They can choose between sled or skate. Sled is riding on an Olympic bobsled. It goes up to 60 miles an hour, and it can be scary, but it'll be over quickly. However, only two teams can ride the bobsled at a time, and then the reset time between the runs can be up to 20 minutes. And then skate is they skate a relay with pro uh, speed skaters. And I thought it was so funny. Like, Phil says nothing about it except for it's not a scary task. Yeah. That's all. And that's it. And then we move on. (laughs) Yeah. And nobody chooses it. Yeah. I'm like, is it going to take longer? Is it (laughs) harder? Like, why... (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't, and it's like, or it's farther away, it's harder to find, it just, yeah, it's like, they knew nobody was going to pick it or even (laughs) care about it, I don't know. But they say that these, both of these do not open until 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Which really disappoints Terry and Ian because it's like. Yeah, everybody's going to catch up. That's like 12 hours. Yeah. So. But they decide to go to the bobsled place anyways so that they can see if there's, like, a sign-up sheet, if they can be the first ones. Which there is. There's, like, a number that they pull, and they're team number one. But they just, like, sleep on the ground outside. And they go to McDonald's, too. They were carrying McDonald's cups. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. The beauty of McDonald's. I know. Wherever you need it. You can count on it anywhere you go. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when we drove to um, Washington, D.C.? Uh-huh. And, like, that was basically what we ate every single lunch and dinner. And probably breakfast, too, because we knew we could, like, get something off the dollar menu. Yeah, because we were, like, on a budget, for sure. Yeah. I ate, well, they don't make the hot and spicy chicken sandwiches in the east part of the United States. Oh, yeah. I, when we crossed a certain point, 
And I'm like, can I get a hot and spicy chicken sandwich? And they're like, we don't make those. What? No. And then <laughs> we just have regular chicken. <laughs> one point in like Ohio or something. I don't even know where we were. I asked for fry sauce. Yeah, I was going to say that actually. It was like the first time I ever realized that fry sauce was only a Utah thing. Yeah. They're like, what's fry sauce? <laughs> like we have ketchup I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh okay i'll have that <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. well fry sauce is amazing it's unfortunate for other people who don't have it <laughs> it's not my favorite i like it better than regular ketchup but meh well <laughs> the train from munich to innsbruck there's one that leaves at 11 40 p.m and those the two brother teams and john Vito and jill are on that one so they get there late as well and see that it doesn't open till eight and they have to sleep over and they get like spots two three and four they find terry and ian sleeping under a little awning thing and Mm -hmm. they're like look who's here yeah terry and ian are like yeah (laughs) and then this is another example of when um the twins are looking out for their alliance because they took a flashlight and walked over to the post where there was the numbers that they could pull and John Vito, John Vito and Jill and Ken and Gerard hadn't picked their number yet. And they, like, go over there and whisper, like, guys, go take our flashlight and hurry, go grab the number. Yeah. So they're, like, helping them out again, which is nice. So, okay, so let's go back to Zach and Flo because they talk about doing the fast forward when they get to Munich. And the fast forward is to find a surfer in a river and get his attention. Yeah, they find, don't have to actually surf or do anything. They just have to find him. <laughs> yeah, find the dude who is surfing the icebach. It's spelled E I S B A C H. River. Icebach. Icebach River. Mm-hmm. Attract his attention and meet up with him. So this is another situation where Zach doesn't necessarily necessarily want to use the fast forward, but Flo does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they use it. And it doesn't open until morning either. I think seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they try to find a hotel. And (laughs) Zach's like, what about that one? It's 25 bucks. And no, she said that one. She's like, what about this one? It's $25. And he said, well, we should try to find one that's cheaper. I don't want to find one that's cheaper because that's gross. And he's like, let's go to that youth hostel. And she's like, and she doesn't even say, I don't want to find it. She goes, I don't want to find one cheaper that's so gross like that and it's seriously like if i had to listen to somebody talk like that (laughs) for this many days straight in a high stress competition like she literally just has such a whiny voice yeah it's like you can you can express your opinion but can you just speak normally and not and then zach is like talking to like a store person like asking it seems like he might have been like the guy at the hotel yeah and he was like is there somewhere that we could sleep outside and she like just completely interrupts him and just like yells at his face right in front of this guy yeah no i am not can we just sleep here can we just let the or can we just get over this and go to sleep yeah and she like puts her head in her hands and the guy at the hotel is like rubbing her shoulder like (laughs) it's okay (laughs) and zach is like we're literally gonna be here for four hours yeah and I think he was, like, saying that to try and get the guy to make it cheaper. But, like, yeah, it's four hours. Like, Anyway, they do end up getting a room there. And Zach does say that Flo is getting hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, right away, 7 a.m. like comes. Morning comes. <laughs> and Zach and Flo go to that river. And they find that surfer really 
quickly and easily. Yeah. And he comes over to them and gives them a clue. And it says, make your way to the pit stop at Fussen, Germany. It's spelled F-U-S-S-E-N. And the guy at the pit stop says, like, Fussen. Like, Fussen. And, I mean, he's from there, so. <laughs> so he probably knows how to say it. <laughs> and the pit stop is at the castle. The, the Nurschwenstein Castle. Nurschwenstein Castle. Yeah, but Phil kept saying Nurschwenstein. Because I knew about the Nurschwenstein Castle, and I was like, oh, is there a different one that's the Nurschwenstein Castle? It's probably his, his New Zealand, New Zealand I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I'm like, maybe there's two castles. Yeah. But no, it's, the, it's that famous castle. Yeah. And they have to, the pit stop is in like the meadow below mm. the castle. So they don't have to go to Austria. No. They, yeah, they stay in Germany the whole time. They just have to drive themselves there. We jump back to the other teams doing the detour. And like we said, they all choose bobsled. And nothing exciting really happens. They all do it in the order yeah. that they got there. The bobsled has like a cage around the top. Yeah. It's very... And they all the ride helmets. itself seems exciting. Yeah. Like they all loved it. And Ian kept saying, what a ride. What a ride. Yeah. <laughs> he really liked it. <laughs> so yeah, nothing too crazy happened there. You get to the bottom of the bobsled, and they get the route info, and it says, get yourself to the gondola Nordket and find the route marker there. They have to ride the gondola to a certain station, right? Yeah. And then we cut to Damon and Andre arriving in Munich at 8.20 a.m., and they are, like, super positive, and they're like, maybe we can catch up. Maybe somebody else ran into some trouble. Mm-hmm. So they're... They said, we can't give up until Phil tells us. Yeah, which is what we always say. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. And then we come back, okay, come back to the bobsledders. And so they had arranged with their cab driver the night before. They're like, okay, come pick us up at 8.30 in the morning. And then the twins' taxi was there, and they left, and Terry and Ian left. But Ken and Gerard and John Vito and Jill's cabs hadn't arrived yet. Mm -mm. They tried to flag down cars to use our cell phones to get a cab to, like, to call one and stuff like that. They're kind of stressing out about it. But finally, they do show up. Because mm-hmm. you would have to... This is another thing that you would have to remember if you were on the race. Like, if you're in the middle of nowhere and getting dropped off to do a task, like, you do need to ask them to come back. Cause yeah. They were, they, like, up the mountain. And, yeah. And, like, not even in a city or anything. Yeah. Like, the middle of nowhere. In the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was really smart of them. Terry and Ian and the twins get to the gondola. They ride up together to the top. And they... The clue at the top of the gondola is a roadblock. And it says that this person should welcome a chance to dangle for a while. So they have to put on safety gear and descend from the gondola up in the middle, up in the air, uh, down a rescue cable 200 feet. Mm -hmm. And the clue will be at the bottom. And then they run back to their partner. I think it kind of looks fun. I would do it. Yeah. So Terry, apparently Ian is afraid of heights. So Terry does it. And she did great, but she kept asking, like, is this safe? Is this safe? Like, what happens if uh-huh. <laughs> if the cable breaks? And yeah, he's like, like, it's not going to break. It's fine. It looks like cheap equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so she was the first to go down, and she did it, and they get to the clue, which says to go to the pit stop. And it's 70 miles away, and they have to drive themselves. And then Gerard does it, and Terry. Oh, I already said Terry. Jill and one of the twins. I think Derek. I don't, I didn't hear, but. 
Because he's the one that does the next thing with the clue. Oh, yeah. Yes, because he left the clue at the ticket counter. And Terry, he was, like, looking for it. And Terry said, I think you left your clue over the ticket counter. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. And then they were in the gondola going back down. And they were looking up information. and In their book that they had bought. Yeah. About the area. And they wouldn't share any info. Yeah. Drew was like, shh, don't give away the info for free. Because Derek was, like, reading it out loud. He's like, be quiet. Don't give it away for free. And Ian was like, wow, really? Yeah, and Terry was like, oh, I just gave you guys your clue pretty much. And now you're going to do that? Like, that's not cool. Yeah. And then he says, am I supposed to be indebted to her for the rest of the race? He says this in a little interview. And I was like, yeah. no, they're not asking to, like, follow you the rest of the time. They were yeah. just asking for one thing. Like, I know. To just make a fair trade and say, hey, cool, when you get to the bottom, go this way. And so they didn't even, like, ask. It was they immediately were like, shh, don't say anything out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they didn't even ask. They just kind of, they did kind of make it, like, like rub them the wrong way. And it was, I mean, it is a race and it is a game. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but in between this happening, we f- check in with Flo and Zach, and they are going into the pit stop. They're team number one. They're going into the pit stop thinking that they're still last place. They're like, we're probably out. Were th- were they that far behind though? Like, well, no, because our team number one. <laughs> well, no, I know, but were they that far behind that they thought that even though doing the fast forward, I know because the only time that they have been behind was the one flight left at eleven forty-five, and theirs left at three. So I mean, four hours is a big difference in the race. But but they, they did probably didn't know that everybody else had to wait till overnight o'clock. too. So I I guess, yeah. but they went a camera. Another Again. camera, three cameras in a row. <laughs> and Phil says that this castle was the inspiration for Sleeping Beauty's castle. Yeah. It's a way cool, like, iconic castle, and I would love to see it one day. I would, too. Well, a little bit about this place, Fussen, Germany. <laughs> it's a town in the region of Bavaria, again. Bavaria. Bavaria. It's one kilometer from the Austrian border. Um, it's known for its violin manufacturing, and it's the closest hub for the Neuschwanstein Castle and the Hohenschwangau Castle. <laughs> That's not Chinese, but... <laughs> the town only has a population of 15,000, but it's popular because people, so many people go to those castles. Yeah. So this castle... Is a 19th century palace in the foothills of the Alps in the very south of Germany. King Ludwig II felt he needed to escape Munich, which was like the capital at the time. So he commissioned this palace and he paid for it out of his own pocket instead of public funds. Tax money. <laughs> the construction began in 1869, but it was never completed. He died in 1886 and the it was open to the public shortly after. Since then, more than 61 million people have visited the castle. More than 1.3 million visit annually, and as many as 6,000 people per day in the summer visit this castle. Wow. Until 1944, the castle was used... Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Sorry. In 1944, during World War II, the castle was used by the Nazis to catalog the works of art that they plundered throughout Europe. And after World War II, there was like 40 photo albums that they found in the palace documenting all of the works of art and what happened to them and all this stuff like that. And those albums are now in the 
United States National Archives and have helped reunite people with their works of art. Was that in, was the movie Monuments Men, was that featured any, in any part of that movie? Because that's kind of what that whole movie was about. Yeah. Let's see. I haven't seen it in a while. I think I've only seen it one time, too. It was a good movie, though. How do you spell the name of that castle? Oh, it's like N-E-U-W. Neuschwanstein. Um, the real-life monuments men were directed to Germany's Neuschwanstein Castle by the French museum employee Rose Villard, who knew the Nazis were using the castle as headquarters for... Yeah. So, huh. I should go watch that movie. I know. Re- refresh my memory. Yeah. Anyways, I'd love to go to this area of the oh, world. Yeah. Austria, Germany. Yeah. Bavaria. Just all of it looks amazing. Yeah. And it looks really pretty while they're there doing all this stuff. Yeah. When uh, Did we talk about when they filmed it? It was probably in like... Because it was airing in October and November. Well, you didn't say the air date of this episode. Oh, at the beginning. Yeah. November 20th, 2002. Amazing Race... Season three was filmed August 9th to September eighth, two thousand two. Wow, they turned it out real fast. Mm-hmm. It like a couple weeks, like a few weeks later, they mm-hmm. start airing. So this was like summer. That's like a perfect time to go. Mm-hmm. Summer, like or early fall, and yeah, yeah, it does look amazing. Okay. Um, well, here we go back to the <laughs> show. Like we said, Andre and Damon are very far behind, and they're taking the train from Munich to Innsbruck, and they're asleep. And they sleep right through their train stop. <laughs> yeah. You didn't notice this? I must have missed that. No. I did notice that they fell asleep, but... Yeah, it was like the train stops, the doors open. It's like on the thing, it says Innsbruck, blah, blah, blah. There's like a thing on the... <laughs> and they're just asleep. You didn't notice this? This is like a big thing. I, they just slept right through their train stop. I did not notice that. <laughs> I must have been like typing something or yeah because they like go like a few stops away from this and they have to turn around and go back (laughs) how did i miss that at that point i would literally be like (laughs) they're so far behind and they're so like (laughs) and they actually thought they had like a little bit of hope when they were in munich and they slept for their train stop they're probably like what is our what is wrong with this (laughs) (laughs) wow i can't believe i missed that yeah i can't either (laughs) That's, I don't know. I bet at this point they literally are so exhausted, though, because that whole thing happening in Morocco was crazy. Like, they were traveling a lot in Morocco. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've traveled a lot the whole time, obviously, but, like, Morocco literally was, like, one place to another to other. Yeah, they just, like, city to city to city to Mm -hmm. city. Anyways, that that happened. You'll have to go back and watch that part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then what happened after that? Is that where Ken and Gerard, the twins have the map that they apparently share like isn't it oh. like two dollars to buy a map why I don't know. they just buy a map so that and they that's both happened have at one? like every city that they've yeah. been to they have one map <laughs> between the four of them yeah they're driving they have to drive their car to this castle they all kind of struggle to get down like go down the mountain mm-hmm. and get there the right way yeah and the twins are in front with the map but Ken says that they're going the wrong way and not to follow them. Yeah. He says they haven't got they haven't gotten it right yet. Yeah. And he's like, the brotherhood crumbles. <laughs> and they're just ready to like kind of dissolve be the alliance. Yeah. Well, and Derek and Drew are like fighting real bad about yeah. this um, map. Like, do you know where to go? And that was probably their worst fight too. Mm-hmm. So. And the twins also said, we're at the point 
that we can't do alliances anymore. Like it's getting down to yeah, a few there's teams. There's not that many teams left. Which is true. You do have at some point have to break alliances. Mm-hmm. So, but can a Gerard go the wrong way too? And everybody behind them follows them and goes the wrong way. <laughs> they go like down somebody's private driveway. Yeah. <laughs> and they are like heading back the other way and they get a flat tire. This was my favorite part I of know. the episode. I Me think. too. Them, they just like keep driving on that flat tire. <laughs> They're like, hurry, just go fast. Because <laughs> they just want to like. Like, are you planning it. on doing that for 70 miles? <laughs> That's not going to last that long. Yeah, they like want to try and get there before the tire is like too flat. <laughs> so they're driving. And it's so funny because this is like a really bad thing to happen right on your way to the pit stop. And they're just like laughing. Yeah. And they still have such a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And they like are not mad. They're like making fun of each other because they're both just so ridiculous. But like. So they're just having a good time, and I just love them so much. Well, they pull into like a gas station or whatever, and their t- that tire is shredded. <laughs> yes. It is torn up. <laughs> the gas station guy just like laughs at them yeah. right when he sees it, and the music in the background yeah. is like this German, like happy yeah. German music. <laughs> and they're laughing too before they even like ask him. Like everybody's yeah. just like laughing because it's like, so I think ridiculous. We have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, somebody at this gas station helps them change their flat tire. Um, But everybody else is kind of having a hard time. Terry and Ian pass the twins, and twins get lost, and Terry and Ian get lost, and Ken and Gerard are just laughing. (laughs) John Vito and Jill, it's just another time where it's like, they just end up at the pit stop. We don't ever, like, see them. Yeah, it kind of happens a lot. Yeah. They, like, do a task, and then they're just, like, at the next place. Like, in between, they don't have much going on. Yeah, they're just not drama or, like, (laughs) extra funny or extra, you know. They just just... get along and get to where they need to go, and they're there. (laughs) So, like we said, Zach and Flo had already checked in as team number one. So, we have the next few teams checking in. Derek and Drew end up being team number two. Mm -hmm. John, Vito, and Jill, like we said... We don't know how they got there or what happened in between, but they check in as team number three. And then Terry and Ian check in as team number four. And Ken and Gerard come up thinking that they're in last place. They think they're going to be Yeah, because they had the tire situation. They had the tire situation. But, like, at this point, they literally haven't seen Zach and Flo or Andre, or Andre and Damon, Damon for, yeah. like, a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, they're probably either thinking they're real far ahead or yeah. real far behind, but... So they're, like, laughing still. And they're, like, just lay it on us, Phil. Like, just tell us, you know. And Phil's, like, all serious, pretending to be all. I have to, my, I think my other favorite part was when Ken says, we're not giving up yet. And Gerard says, listen, Maria Von Trapp, we're hours behind. (laughs) Yeah. You're living in a fantasy. (laughs) We're going down with the Von Trapp family. that part i think that's going to be the title of this episode too listen maria von trapp they are and and they're just laughing with each other they are so cute and funny another thing this episode that i thought was hilarious was towards the beginning of the episode they were talking and um gerard make he does like an impression of ian and it's like perfect (laughs) like it sounds just like him and everybody laughs oh i would I would love to race with these guys. I think they're so funny. I know. They're fun. I don't... Do they ever come back for All-Stars? I don't know, but they should. They should, because that would yeah. be so... I love they're them. My, they're my favorite. Oh, I yeah. think they've been my favorite, like, kind of the whole time, but especially now that we're getting to the end and, like, getting to know them better. Yeah. For sure. They're 
they're the top. Me too. I agree. <laughs> so they check in as team number five and they're very pleasantly surprised that they're not eliminated. And they're like, Gerard says, we're alive. <laughs> and then Ken, it looks, he like starts to turn. Like dance. Like he's going to be Maria Von Trapp yeah. doing like, the hills are alive. I and know. then like, the camera just cuts why off. Why did they not like, Why do don't that? you let us see that? <laughs> I agree. I was like, waiting for him. That was going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, they're, yeah, they're so funny. They're my, <laughs> they're my favorite. Um, another thing that we didn't mention earlier. So we get back to Andre and Damon. But another thing we didn't mention earlier is when they get off that flight that was way behind, they don't even consider doing the fast forward. Yeah, they said we know that somebody else is going to have done it already. The only other teams that haven't done it would have been John Vito and Jill and Zach and Flo, right? Mm-hmm. So now John Vito and Jill are the only ones that have a fast forward. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, Andre and Damon are eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but they get to... They get to the clue in Innsbruck, yeah. and then it just says to go to the pit stop. Yeah, and that's... I'm like, okay, well, it's not a non-elimination. We haven't had a non-elimination I yet. know. Well, Phil did say back when he was like, this is the inspiration for Sleeping Beauty's Castle. This is the pit stop. The last team will be eliminated. Yeah. But he didn't say it like, will be eliminated like he does sometimes. Yeah. It was but just, like, when they don't even make Andre and Damon finish, it's like, okay, well, that's not. They know. Yeah. We know. We all him. know. Yeah. And we're in episode seven and there hasn't been a non-elimination I know. Yet. I wrote that down too. I'm like, there must be, because that means there are going to be three non-eliminations with the top five teams. Oh my gosh, we're never going to end <laughs> the season. <laughs> <sighs> I wonder when the earliest non-elimination like, has like happened. Like how early in the race? Yeah. I don't know. They. It always seems to be that way. It's like they save them all for the end. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I wish they would spread them out a little bit further. Yeah, me too. But yeah, they they are eliminated and they give Phil back the one dollar for this like oh, race. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning he's like, they could have at least given me four quarters. <laughs> yeah. I am. I liked Andre and Damon. I think they were nice people. Yeah. But they struggled from the very first. Mm-hmm. And they had unlucky things happen to them which was unfortunate but i don't think they were going to make it to the winners yeah well okay so their race average was 5.86 and they took six overall so that was pretty close pretty close they it was seventh eighth eighth fourth and then second so they kind of did jump up was that when they did the did they do a fast forward no because they were gonna maybe do it this time oh yeah that's right so they just had that one leg that they like kind of mm-hmm. made some strides and then they dropped back down to sixth and then sixth. Yeah. So I liked them and I thought they, I just didn't think they were going to be winners. So yeah. yeah, they've had too many unlucky things happen to them. Yeah. Well, one of their race facts was they were the first team to be detained by authorities. <laughs> first of how many <laughs> i know i was like does that happen again i don't remember but damon is on linkedin and he it says he works for the los angeles county fire department it had a link to his facebook but it's been like deactivated so he's not really on facebook um andre is on facebook and it's mostly private and he doesn't post much but i also found him on linkedin and guess what because he was a, what, a police officer? So guess what he does now? 
um, I don't know, motivational speaker? No. <laughs> He's a photographer. Oh. <laughs> in Seal Beach, California. That and seems like a less stressful line of work. <laughs> yeah, it does. But I'm actually going to be like 20 minutes away from Seal Beach in two weeks mm-hmm. when I go on my cruise. Like we're staying right close to there. Should do an in-person interview. I know. I kind of want to message him <laughs> and be like, hey, I know this is super random, but <laughs> I should see. You should. But this, so we, I don't go on our cruise until like this season will have already, the season of the podcast will already be released. Yeah, so if I like a bonus do, episode. yeah, like a bonus, we'll see. That'll be very exciting. Yeah. Our first interview maybe yeah <laughs> and he has two daughters nice. according to his photography website bio that is what they're up to and i don't know if they're still friends there wasn't really any way for me to tell but i'll, I'll ask him if i talk to him <laughs> fill us in yeah because i had an email address on there hmm. so i could just like reach out directly yeah be like do i it. don't want you to take my picture but yeah <laughs> do it huh okay well, we'll see what happens with that. And now we're in Europe. Mm-hmm. So we didn't Back do Middle Europe. East. Oh, yeah, because we did do Scotland, huh? And Portugal. So we're Eastern-ish Europe. I say one more leg in Europe, and then we'll head to Asia. Except for we still have, what, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? We have, so we still have five legs left and five teams. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go somewhere next episode that's just a train ride away yeah. in Europe, not a flight. Probably. That's what I would say, too. Like? Like Poland or yeah. Bulgaria. Maybe, maybe Finn. No, no, maybe Sweden. That's kind of like... Well, because you have to cross the water to go to... Yeah, but... They could break a, take a ferry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you get to... I know that, like, Denmark and Sweden are... There's, like, a ferry that goes back and forth because mm-hmm. it's pretty close. I don't know. But we were already pretty far north in Scotland. <laughs> I All just of our say. speculation is it never. I, well, you were right this time. No, you were wrong this time. But you were no. right last time. Yeah, I said Middle East this time. But I was right for Morocco. Yeah. Okay, yeah, next time just a train ride to Eastern Europe. All right, well, we'll see you next episode. Season 3, episode 8. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.